Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise in this place? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, you can do better than that. Why don't you give him a sacrifice of praise in this place? What a sweet presence of the Lord that is in this place tonight. I want you to know that whatever you need the Lord to do, He is able to do it. Whether you need healing in your body, or if you need deliverance, God is here tonight to do that work for you. I couldn't help but think as I was standing over there that this must be what heaven is like. And I want to thank each and every one of you for being here. But not as a guest. Because when I look out in the crowd, all I see is one body of Christ, one church, and we're all one family tonight. If you have your Bibles, si usted tiene su Biblia, no, en esta tarde, Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse number 38. 10, verso 38. It is such an honor to get to preach at home tonight. Es un honor en casa. I've, been home, uh, I've been gone several weeks, no en casa por semanas, but there is no place like home. Pero no hay lugar como el hogar de casa. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 38. Now the just shall live by faith. Everybody said faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Chapter 11 and verse number 1. Now faith, everybody said faith. Is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things that are not seen. In verse number six. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Porque es necesario el que se acerca a Dios crea que le hay. And that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. de los que le buscan. I'd like to preach to you tonight on faith that won't quit. Le gustaría predicar en este tema fe que nunca se da por vencido. Faith that won't quit. So let's pray tonight that every wall falls down, every chain breaks, and whatever you need God to do tonight, He's able. Tonight is your night. You might have come in here as a guest, and you might think you're here by accident. But I want you to know that the Lord has ordained this moment for you to be here this is your church and this is his church so could we all pray together right now lift up your hands your voices and your hearts with me Lord Jesus by the authority of your word by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I bind every hindrance, every distraction, Lord, that would try to stop what you want to do in this house. Let faith begin to arise. Loose the gift of faith in here. Lord, I bind every humanistic and demonic spirit that would try to stop what you want to do in this place. Now, Jesus, we turn it over to you right now. Lord, whatever you want to do in this house, let faith begin to arise. Let the sweet spirit of the Lord begin to come into this place. Somebody lift up your voice with me in this house. Let the gift of faith begin to arise. Let the Holy Ghost begin to flow. In the name of Jesus. Now, before you're seated, I want you to step across an aisle, shake hands with someone you've never met, and let them know how happy you are for them to be here tonight. 
Everybody, step across an aisle, shake hands with somebody. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I wonder if one more time you would like just to put your hands together and magnify Jesus in this house. Come on, could you do it like you really mean it? Would you magnify Jesus? Desperation drives a man to do unexplainable things when you're desperate enough you will do things you never thought you would do you will do things that might not make any sense to you maybe even things you're uncomfortable with but when you're really desperate you will do things that are unexplainable in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 8 we find the story of a centurion he had a servant that was very sick in his body but the centurion heard that there was a man named Jesus who was in the city that he was in what you must understand in this passage is that for this centurion to seek out Jesus was quite unexplainable but there's something about when you have exhausted every means that you have when you find yourself broken when, when you find yourself without any answer that you turn to the only thing that you know is left there's power in the name of Jesus there's power in the name of Jesus so the centurion finds this man they call Jesus and, and Jesus sees him coming so he asks this individual he says what is it that you need me to do for you and the centurion looks at him and he says I have a servant who is very sick but I know that if you would speak the word that he would be made whole Jesus looks back at him and says I will go to your house right now but there was something in the centurion that he looked back at Jesus and he said I don't need you to come back to my house all I need you to do is speak a word see there's some people in this place tonight you want Jesus to walk into your house but what you must understand in this place is all it takes is a spoken word from the king all it takes is a spoken word from the healer all it takes is the word from the way maker that when, that when, that when Jesus decides to show up in your situation chains begin to break when Jesus decides to show up your body will be healed when Jesus decides to show up there is no devil in hell there is no stronghold or principality that will separate you from the love of Christ if you believe that would you put your hands together and magnify Jesus would you do it like you really mean it We underestimate the power of our faith. We underestimate the power of the words we speak. And we underestimate the actions that we put behind it. The book of James says this. Faith without works is dead. What does that mean? It is not enough for you just to come into the house of the Lord. It's not enough 
for you to sit as you always do. It's not enough just to say, I believe it. But there has to be an action put with your faith. There has to be an action with the things that you say. You can say it all day long. But when you decide to put action with your words, there is power behind it. There is, there is not only power in your words, but there is power in your actions. I want you to know something in this place. If you would do something you've never done, you would, you would see something you've never seen. If you would do something you've never done before, God would do something you've never seen before. Somebody thank him for that in this place. There is a difference between believing God will heal you and believing he will touch you. You hear a lot of people say, I believe he'll touch me. But you don't always hear them say, he will heal me. It's a cop out. It's a cop out. If we truly believed what we said we did, then we would believe what the Bible says. The believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Whether you just have cancer in your body, whether you just have some random sickness on you. My Bible tells me that he's able to heal you. So many times we come into the house of the Lord and we say that we have expectancy. We tell God that he's able to do anything. But when it comes time to the altar call, when it comes time to put action with the words that you speak, you see talk is cheap. But you've got to put action where your words are. And when it comes time to lay hands on the sick, when it comes time to speak healing over somebody's body, some of us say, Lord, would you just touch him? But I need you to understand the power that you have in this place. That when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive power from on high you there is power in this place tonight if you are a believer if you have the gift of the Holy Ghost then you are able to see things that you have never seen before if you have cancer in your body tonight God wants to heal you if you need your home put back together he wants to put it back together for you my Bible tells me that whatsoever I should ask in his name he will do it the Bible tells me that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above anything you could ever ask or think so if you could create it in your mind and if you would dare to speak it out of your mouth he's able to do more than that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you could ask or think but I ask you in this place tonight will you let the enemy bind your mouth Will you, will you let him stop you from speaking the things that you know God is able to do or is there somebody in this place tonight that you would say I am so desperate for a move of the Holy Ghost that I'm ready to do something I've never done before because I want to seek him do something I've never seen him do before 
God is oh you're not waiting on the Lord for a move of the Holy Ghost he's waiting on you the only thing that's tying his hands is your unbelief but I want you to know something in this place tonight if you would dare to speak it out of your mouth if you would dare to put the action behind the thoughts that you have there would be a move of the Holy Ghost that is unprecedented that would be unleashed upon you tonight that you would never be the same again you would never be the same again maybe you came into this place just wanting to see the show maybe you came here tonight because it was something different but could I tell you in this place that if you would step into the flow of the Holy Ghost tonight if you would step into what he wants you to do you would see something happen in your life that is unparalleled to anything that you have ever experienced in your life I've got half of you on board right now but could I tell you to the other half that there is enough Holy Ghost in this building for you to experience your miracle too I want to serve you notice tonight that he has enough power to unlock your miracle but before he unlocks your miracle you've got to unlock your faith and if you want to unlock your faith you've got to unlock your mouth but if you would if you would unlock your mouth to speak the things that he's promised you if you would unleash your faith in this place to speak into existence the promises of his word there would be such a revival that would break out that this church would never be the same again this city would never be the same again your church would never be the same again Frankfurt would never be the same again Lafayette would never be the same again it's not a question as to whether or not he's able the only question tonight is how desperate are you for a move of the Holy Ghost what is it worth to you tonight did you come in here having already decided what you would give him or is there somebody in here that would say whatever the price whatever you require of me if I've got to give up my Tuesdays and my Thursdays if I've got to do outreach on my Saturdays God I'm ready to do whatever it takes to experience revival this isn't just something we're talking about but this is a promise unto you that the prophet Joel said that in the last days saith God I, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh it's for the white person it's for the Hispanic person whoever you are whatever tongue you speak the promise is for you tonight but let me tell you this if we want to experience that revival you've got to be ready to break down your walls you've got to be ready to break down your thoughts let me tell you something look all around you tonight I don't care what you might see let me tell you what the Lord sees he sees your brother and your sister he sees people that he sent to this place to worship with you tonight I want you to know something if your spirit doesn't agree with what's going on then your spirit is not in line with God I serve a God of all nations I serve a God of all tongues and let me tell you in the end time revival is really going to break out among us is when you're ready 
to get out of your comfort zone, to tear down your walls, to accept whosoever will. Do you want that in this place tonight? There ought to not be an English church. There ought to not be a Spanish church. But this is one church that serves one God. Would you thank him for that in this place? If you really believed that, you would be on your feet clapping and worshiping the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. Glory a Dios. Glory to God. How desperate are you for a move of the Holy Ghost? How bad do you want to see a move of the Spirit? Do you really want healed in your body? Do you really want your life to change? Do you want your home put back together? Or are you okay with where you're at? I don't know how you might feel in this place, but I'm not okay with my everyday. I'm not okay with my church like it is. Let me tell you when I'll be okay. It's when I hear the trumpet sound. And I hear him say, well done. But if we ever, if we ever want to hear him say, well done, then we've got to do well. Let me tell you how we do well. To accept whoever wants to come into our churches. We, we've got to be ready to accept whoever wants to come in. I want you to know something. If you've never been in an apostolic church, we welcome you to your new home tonight. If you've never experienced the gift of the Holy Ghost, and if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, the promise isn't just for these people, but the promise is for you tonight. Would you thank if we would get desperate enough to do things that are unexplainable then we would see things that are unexplainable in Luke chapter 5 there was a young man who was sick in his body the Bible tells us that since the day he was born he had never been able to walk but the Bible tells us that he heard that there was a man named Jesus coming through the town so he called out to his friends and he said you've got to get me to where Jesus is let me tell you something oh I feel it in this house right now you want to surround yourself with people that want to see your miracle happen you want to surround yourself with people that are willing to go to the throne room with you that one won't cost you anything so he tells them take me to where Jesus is and the Bible tells us they put him on a stretcher on a bed and they pick him up and they take him to the house that Jesus was preaching in when they got under the house they could clearly see there was no way that they could get into where he was right about then is where you or I would have turned around and said it's just not possible to get to Jesus but let me tell you what desperation does desperation says when there is no way I'm going to trust him to make a way so they took him up on top of the house and they cut a hole through the roof and they lowered them down to where Jesus was and I would have you know in this place that that day his body was healed it was he was not just healed because he talked about it he wasn't just healed because he went to the house but he was 
but he was healed because Jesus saw somebody who was willing to do what nobody else was. He saw somebody who was willing to pay the price that nobody else was willing to pay to get to where he was. How desperate are you for your healing? How desperate are you for him to make a way where there seems to be no way? Just a few chapters later, there was another individual who was sick in her body. She had been to every doctor in the town. But when she did all she knew to do, she still wasn't healed. But can I tell you about a man named Jesus who was coming through the town that she was in? The Bible says that she left her home. And she could see a great crowd that was surrounding Jesus where he was. There might have been something inside of her that told her it just wouldn't happen. But when you get desperate enough for a move of the Holy Ghost, you're willing to do whatever it takes. So the Bible says that she began to push through the crowd. She began to say, excuse me, excuse me. I've got to get to where he is. I'm sure that there were people there that probably turned around trying to figure out what she was doing. They probably asked her, why are you pushing me? Why, why are you shoving me? I'm trying to get to where he is too you see there's something terrible that we have allowed into our churches and some of you know what I'm talking about in this place where we love to sit back and watch somebody else get healed we believe that God is able to heal somebody else's body and we love to sit back and say well look at sister so and so as God touches her look at this brother as God touches him but we sit back and we leave the church the same way that we came in could I tell you it's never in the will of God that when you are where Jesus is that you leave the same way that you came in so she began to say you gotta get out of my way I've gotta get to where he is I've got to get to where Jesus is. When you're desperate enough in your heart, you are willing to take somebody else's turn in line to get your miracle. You're willing to do whatever it takes to get your miracle. You're ready to push past people. You see, there's some people in here. God has wanted to heal your body a really long time. But you have allowed what people say and the way that they look at you to stop you from getting into the presence of the Lord. You have allowed, you have allowed your pride to keep you out of where Jesus is. But could I tell you when you're desperate enough, when you've done everything that you know to do, when you've been to every doctor and they tell you there's nothing we can do for you, when you've done everything you know to do with your child and they still don't want to come to the church house when you've gone to every counselor you know to go to but your marriage is still falling apart whatever it is that you've gone to and whatever it is that you've sought after when everything else falls there is still the man they call Jesus he is the healer he is the way maker he is the great physician and whatsoever you should ask in his name he will do it he doesn't want to do it tomorrow he doesn't want to do it next week but he wants to heal you tonight he wants to touch you tonight so I ask you how desperate are you to get into the flow of the Holy Ghost I wonder if in this building 
me pregunto si hay alguien en este lugar there is somebody that would say que alguien que diga I've done everything I know to do but the doctors can't help me and the lawyer can't help me and the counselor can't help me can I tell you this you might have looked for it everywhere you knew but let me tell you there's still one more option and you're in his building tonight you've come to his house tonight and Jesus is here there is Holy Ghost power that is flowing through this place right now I heard brother Sanchez say it and when he said it I knew he was in the Holy Ghost if you could ever open up your spiritual eyes to see what the Lord is doing you would see angels in this room from the front to the back and could I tell you no matter what you want no matter what kind of distraction you're willing to make there will still be a move of the Holy Ghost in this building tonight there will still be a move of the Holy Ghost in this building tonight if that is what you want would you just put your hands together and praise the Lord in this building God wants to move in this house but you've got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone you've got to be ready to do something that you've never done before if we would all step into the flow of the Holy Ghost the miracles we would see tonight would absolutely change this church and could I tell you this that it is the will of God for you to leave here healed it is the will of God for you to leave here with your family put back together it is the will of God for you to leave victorious but if you really want to move how desperate are you willing to get in the book of Genesis we see a man by the name of Jacob Jacob was left in his home by himself and everybody else was out doing their own thing but the Bible says that Jacob saw something in his home he'd never seen before and he recognized this as the presence of the Lord he saw that it was an angel of the Lord that was in his house now you see there's some people if you were to see something like that you would turn around and run screaming the other way but could I just speak this to you when you're truthfully desperate when you have to have a move of the Holy Ghost when you have to have a healing in your body or you'll die you're willing to grab a hold of whatever comes into the room so the Bible says that when Jacob sees this angel he, he grabs a hold of the angel and he won't let go of it the angel begins to go back and forth telling him let go of me let go of me but there was something inside of Jacob that he said I won't let you go until you bless me I won't let you go until you bless me you see every single year about January this church begins to grab a hold of something that maybe you've never experienced before the spirit of the Lord begins to move healings begin to happen revival begins to break out but let me tell you what it will take to see an explosive revival in your church it will take somebody that says I won't let you go until you bless me I won't let you go until I know that I can leave here different than the way that I came in 
So all night he began to wrestle. All night he held on to the angel. And finally the angel told him. He said, because you sought after me. And because you grabbed a hold and wouldn't let go. I'm going to give you the blessing that you want. Could I just tell you this church? That there are some people in here. You've been beating down the door of heaven. You've been waiting on an answer for the Lord to send your way. Could I tell you in this place that if you would not quit what you're doing, but if you would pursue after him greater than you've ever pursued before, the blessing that you seek would be on its way tonight. I felt it in the Holy Ghost before service that the Lord wants to impart something in this place. He wants to impart desperation of the Spirit upon all of us. Could I tell you this? Is it any coincidence that the only time some of us really get desperate is when everything in our homes begin to fail? It's when you get sick in your body and the doctors can't give you an answer. It's when your spouse looks you in the face and tells you that they're leaving. It's when your kids look at you and tell you they don't want anything to do with church any longer. Why is it that those are the only times we become desperate? So I want to ask you something. What will it take? What kind of tragedy has to happen in your home in order for you to really get desperate for a moving of the Spirit? Does he have to tear your health down in order for you to decide that you need him? Does your home have to have to be ripped apart? in order for you to make up in your mind that you need a move of the Holy Ghost. Could I tell you, you don't have to live that way. Because the Lord has sent a preacher here tonight to send you a message that if you would get desperate today, if you would get desperate whenever things okay, if you would get desperate in your spirit while everything's going good he wouldn't have to tear down your health he wouldn't have to tear down your family you wouldn't have to be sick in your body your home wouldn't have to be ripped apart if you would make up in your mind tonight that I will do whatever it takes to get to where Jesus is if you would put into your spirit that nothing shall separate me from the love of Jesus. He's here tonight. There's power in this place tonight. And it's for whosoever will. Let me tell you what desperation looks like. In 2016, in Stockton, California, there was an individual there who was completely stricken in his body. You see, this man was sitting about halfway down the center aisle his entire life. He'd never been able to take one step. He'd never been able to lift his hand in worship. But there was a preacher there that night that told the congregation that God was able to do anything. You see, to tell somebody you see, to speak to somebody that God is able to do anything when they're sick in their body, sometimes it doesn't go over very well. But there was something different about this man. He'd been to every doctor he knew to go to, but, but nobody could do anything for him. So he showed up to the service that night desperate for a move of the Holy Ghost. 
por un movimiento del Espíritu Santo. And before the preacher was ever done, Entonces, antes de que el predicador acabara, he began to get his uh, wheelchair él empezó a agarrar su silla de ruedas up to the altar as quickly as he se could rodó a, a, al altar lo más pronto posible. there was no altar call happening Nadie había, a, abierto el altar. everybody else was still in Todos their seats en su but it didn't make any difference to Pero him para él no había because no he knew he had to get to where Jesus was yo debo que donde está Jesús. so he made his way down to the front él vino hacia el right about here in the altar aquí como por aquí en el altar. I'll never forget As, as I was sitting there in the congregation I could hear people speaking all around me what does he think he's doing he needs to go back to his seat he's distracting everybody can you believe this guy why on, why on earth would he call such a distraction I'll never forget hearing them speak as they begin to say these things but when you're really desperate and you know the only person that can heal you is Jesus it doesn't matter what people say it doesn't matter how they look at you you're willing to do whatever it takes to get to him so he made his way down to an altar and he began to lift his hands in the only way that he could only about this high and with the loudest voice he could speak you could hear him say Jesus you're a healer Jesus you're a healer Jesus you're a healer Jesus you're a healer he began to say it over and over he began to say I know you're able Jesus everybody else all around him all they could do was judge him for what he was doing but it didn't matter to the man if you would get desperate enough in your heart tonight to say I'm willing to do whatever I have to do the Lord would heal your body tonight so after the preacher was done preaching and the altar call happened people began to run out of their seats and they went down to where he was and they began to lay their hands on him they began to say be healed in the name of Jesus be healed in the name of Jesus yet nothing happened so they continued to speak it be healed in the name of Jesus but still nothing happened so they reached down to where he was and they pulled him out of his wheelchair he began to put one step and one step he began to put one foot in front of the other he took one step and he wasn't healed he took two steps and he wasn't healed you see there's a lot of people in here right about then you would have sat back down in your chair but he was so desperate to be healed in his body he said you might not have done it yet but I still know that you're able I might not be healed right now but I still know that you're able so he took one step and two steps and three steps but still nothing happened he took ten steps and twelve steps yet still nothing happened but the more steps he began to take and the more action he began to put with his faith all of a sudden the steps became easier and the strength began to come into his body and before long we heard him say let go of me because God is going to heal me he began to step yet he wasn't completely healed but after just a few minutes of putting one foot in front of the other that night the Lord completely healed him if you would do something that doesn't make any sense to you if you would do something that you've never done before he would do something for you that he's never done before would you thank him for that would you clap your hands and lift up your voice 
Hallelujah. What does desperation look like? There was a service in 2016 that our church went and sang at. A lot of you uh, were a part of that service. The preacher preached. The altar call happened. You could feel the presence of the Lord in the building. There was a great crowd that came forward. But if you looked in the back, there was a guy with his with his eight-year-old girl that, that was trying to get through the crowd. Yet no matter what he did, he couldn't seem to get up to the front. So this man picked his girl up and he began to walk through the crowd saying, excuse me, excuse me. There were several people that were in the front. It didn't make any difference to him though. He bumped into him. He moved him out of his way. People began to stop and say, what are you doing? You're running into me. But it didn't matter to the man. You see, because he had an eight-year-old daughter who was completely uh, deaf in both ears. She had never been able to hear in her life. And so he brings her down to the front. And we go to where he is. And we said, sir, what do you need? He put his child down and, and he put his hands on her head. He said, this is my daughter. She's completely deaf. For eight years, she's never been able to hear. But then a smile came across his face. He said, but God can heal her tonight. So we looked back at the man. And we said, yes, sir, he can. We begin to lay our hands on her. And we begin to pray, but nothing happened. And finally, a 16-year-old boy walked up to where she was and he put his hands on her ears and with all authority and faith he said I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus you see there's some of us in this building we are afraid to speak that into existence but my Bible tells me that he's a healer and he's able to make a way where there seems to be no way my my Bible tells me that believers can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And when he spoke those words, be healed in Jesus' name. He reached in her ears and he took her hearing aids out. All of a sudden, she began to grab her ears and back up and say, quit screaming, quit screaming. As the Lord instantly restored her healing back to her. He's still a miracle worker. He's still a way maker and that power is in this place tonight whatsoever you should ask in his name he's able to do it whatsoever you should ask in his name he's able to do it what does desperation look like six uh, months ago I was standing at home Yo estaba para de pie en mi casa. And I heard a scream. Yo escuché un grito. I had no clue what was going on. Yo ni sabía que estaba pasando. So I took off upstairs to see what was happening. Entonces yo fui para arriba, para arriba a ver qué estaba pasando. And when I and when I got upstairs, y cuando llegué para arriba, I looked down. Yo miré hacia abajo. And I saw my dad. Yo vi a mi padre. Completely laid out. He wasn't breathing. And I looked. And my mother uh, uh, was sitting on top of him and hit, hitting him in the chest. 
estaba sobre él pegándole en el pecho. She began to hit him over and over. And all I could hear her say was, Philip, you got to wake up. Y le estaba diciendo, Philip, you got to wake up. But nothing was happening. Pero nada estaba pasando. As I stood there. Y cuando estaba ahí de pie. And I saw what was happening. Y miré lo que estaba pasando. I understood something. Yo entendí algo. That if God did not intervene in the situation. Si Dios no se metía en la situación. That we would probably lose my dad that day. I dropped down on my knees and I began to shake him and say dad you gotta wake up dad tears began to roll down my face because I thought he was gone I bowed my head I bowed my head that day and I said Jesus you've got to do something but the Lord spoke something into my spirit and he told me this I mean what I say so I stopped right where I was and I told God this I said okay God if you're not a man that you should lie and you're bound to your word then I'm going to do something I've never done in my life and I said I'm going to speak it in faith right now that God would heal him I put my hands on my dad and the only words I could possibly think to say is I speak life in the name of Jesus I speak life in the name of Jesus he began to cough just a little bit yet still he wasn't healed in his body the ambulance came and got him and they took him to the hospital and I, but I still understood that he still needed the healing in his body I began to drive down the highway and I didn't know what else to say except I speak life in the name of Jesus I speak life in the name of Jesus and I don't know how to explain what happened but when I got to the hospital I walked into the room that he was in as he sat in his bed and he said all I heard was your voice say I speak life in the name of Jesus while I was on the ambulance I looked back at him I said dad I wasn't in the ambulance he said I don't know how to explain it then but I heard your voice speaking it could I tell you this there are some people in here that you needed healing in your body a long time you needed deliverance from addiction for a long time tonight is your night there is power in this place I wish you could see what I see in the spirit there are angels in this room and whatsoever you would ask in his name he is ready to do it whether you have cancer in your body or whether you've got pain inside of you God is ready to heal you tonight two weeks ago I stood in a service and I preached about the healing power of the Lord the altar call began to happen and there was someone that stepped up and she said that she needed prayer I said what do you need God to do she said I need a healing in my body she didn't even tell us what was going on so I looked at her and I said ma'am God's able to heal you tonight she said I know it's true so she lifted up her hands and we begin to lay our hands on her and we begin to say I bind every sickness in the name of Jesus I bind every disease in the name of Jesus be made whole tonight after, after we got done there were several other people in the building that needed prayer I didn't really understand what had happened right there but on a Tuesday afternoon rather on a Thursday afternoon they came into the room that I was in and the pastor sat down with his eyes wide open 
Y el pastor se sentó con sus ojos abiertos grandes. He said after the service that you preached last Dijo, night. Después del servicio this was two weeks ago. Y esto, y esto pasó he said there was an semanas. individual who came up that needed prayer. Una mujer que Little did we know that the very next day she woke up and went que, to her doctor que el día y for her third round of chemotherapy que fue para su round but something began to change inside of her she said doctor I want you to test Dijo, me for my doctor, cancer que me por mi he looked at her like she was crazy y el la miró como si but she loca. said doctor I want Pero you to test me Dijo right ella, now doctor, que me they ran the test all over again and I want you to know something in this place she was completely cancer free because the Lord had healed her body where she was that same service there was an individual in the room who had had chronic pain in her body for five years she came up and lifted her hands because there was no doctor that could touch her like Jesus could she got prayed for that night and went home and when she woke up the next day for the first time in five years there was no pain in her body could I tell you something in this place I bind every spirit of intimidation I bind every spirit of doubt that's in this room tonight the healer is in this place the way maker is in this place the provider is in this place but if you would step out in faith if you would do something you've never done before you would see him do something that you've never seen him do before there's some people in here you want somebody else to step out for you you want somebody else to pursue after him for you that's not how it works you have nothing to be afraid of tonight you've got nothing to be afraid of tonight because this service that you're in it's not about anybody else in this room but it's about you and Jesus and I want you to know something in this place that by the end of this service and I believe that the time has come right now there will be miracles happen in this place if you need healing in your body tonight is your night to be healed if you need him to make a way in your finances tonight is your night for your miracle if your family's being ripped apart tonight is your night to get whatever it is that you need but could I speak this into your spirit if you would dare to do something that you've never done before he would do something for you that you've never seen him do before but you've got to be ready to push past the crowd you've got to be ready to silence those negative voices in your life there's somebody in this place that God has promised you a healing but all you can hear is the voice of the enemy in your ear telling you that God's not able I bind the mouth of the enemy in this building tonight I want you to know something in this place that if you need a healing in your body get ready because healing is coming your way is there anybody in this place that you would lift up a hand and say I need something to happen tonight I need a healing in my body tonight I need God to make a way in my life tonight this might be different than any service that you've ever been to in your life but can I tell you this you're getting ready to experience something that's different from anything you've ever experienced in your life some of you are waiting on an altar call some of you are waiting for an altar call you're waiting on somebody to beg you to step out of your seat but I want to ask you this are you desperate enough to pursue him tonight are you desperate enough to step out like you haven't ever before 
How bad do you need a move of the Holy Ghost? Do you need a healing in your body? Do you need a miracle? There ought to be people making their way out of their seats right now. Whatsoever you should ask in his name. He's ready to do it tonight. He's ready to do it tonight. It's in this building. It is in this place tonight. I wish somebody would step into the flow of the Holy Ghost tonight. There is power in this place. There's power in this place. If you need a healing in your body, I want you to lift up both hands as high as you can. If there's somebody that's standing next to you with their hands lifted high, I want you to go to where they are. I want you to lay your hand on their head.